Rabbi Stephen Wernick reflects on the teachings of the Torah, both inside the home and out in the world. This sermon is called, From House to Jewish Home. Enjoy. Every Jewish home has placed upon its doorstep a mezuzah. The mezuzah contains a piece of parchment, and that parchment is inscribed with words from the Torah. It's a practice that we read about last Shabbat and also this Shabbat, in which last week, rather, was the first passage of Shema, Shema Ve'ahavta, and this week we read the second passage of Shema, Vahaya Im Shomoa Tishmau. And in both of those passages, we come across the verse, the commandment, Uchtaftem al you shall inscribe them, you shall inscribe these words upon your doorpost. And it's from that comes the mitzvah of mezuzah. Very often today, mezuzot are placed in a beautiful container such as this, has a shin on the top, and it's a perpetual reminder to each of us to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our might. How many people here have heard of the city of Chelm? Right, the mystical city of Chelm in Jewish tradition. How would you describe Chelm? God, be louder so I can hear you. How would you describe Chelm? Humorous. Humorous. Goofy. What? Goofy. Newfoundland, ah, oh. Newfies, okay, now I got it. Um, or, or one way to describe him is a perpetual Jerry Seinfeld episode. That's Helm. So here's a story from Helm. Motel Moti invited Pinchas to come for Shabbat lunch. After attending services, the two of them are walking towards uh, Moti's home, and both of them reach up to the mezuzah to kiss it, to touch it, and then bring their hands to their lips. Motel, Moti looks at the shin, and he says, the shin, how great and wondrous is the mitzvah of shalom, of peace. The letter shin certainly represents the first letter of the word shalom, of peace. To which, of course, Pinchas says, not, no, wrong. Every child in Chelm knows that the shin represents sheket. <laughs> Quiet. Sheket. Moti said, you know, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. Sheket. No, of course not. It means shalom. Every simpleton knows that the mezuzah contains the shin represents the word shalom. Fool blotted out Pinchas angrily. The whole, whole world knows that it's sheket. Peace and quiet. That's what the world needs. Without sheket, peace is incomplete anyway. Sheket is humanity's greatest blessing. There's nothing more wondrous in the world than sheket, than quiet. And there's no question, says Pinchas, that the shin on the mezuzah represents Sheket, to which, of course, Moti shouted at Pinchas, You Sheket, you be quiet. 
The shin is for shalom, and back and forth, Pinchas and Moti. Shalom, sheket, sheket, shalom, shalom, sheket. And by this time, the, the commotion is making such a noise that everyone in the village comes out to see it, and of course comes Reb Chaim, the rabbi, and everyone turns to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, help Pinchas and Moti with this dispute, with this argument that they're having over the meaning of the shin on the mezuzah. Does it mean shalom, peace, or does it mean sheket, quiet? Motel turns to the rabbi and he says, Rabbi, my friend Pinchas is a fool. He thinks the shin is sheket, when obviously it must be shalom. And Pinchas turns and says, well, no, it's, it's got to be sheket. And so Rabbi Chaim looked at them with compassion and he said to both of them, he said, what's the difference between sheket and shalom? Both words are precious. Both words are holy. Both words are part of the treasury of our sacred Lashon HaKodesh, of our sacred Hebrew language, the language of Torah, the language spoken by the prophets and the sages. Look what you're doing to one another, says the rabbi. You're destroying the very meaning of these words. Now, in all seriousness, if you continue to quarrel like this, there'll be neither sheket nor shalom. But you're a rabbi, Motel and Pinchas cried in unison. You have a responsibility to render judgment. According to Torah, an obligation to tell all the people of Chelm what is right and what is wrong. And we say that you have an obligation to tell us that as well. Putting Reb Chaim, of course, on the spot, he considered it carefully and then he said, it is a sin for Jews to fight with each other. When the Messiah comes, we'll know whether the shin stands for sheket or shalom. Now, it's an interesting story. And quite frankly, the rabbi's response in the story is not satisfying because he puts off an answer to some future time that when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah comes, then we'll be able to resolve this issue. Now, that might have worked for the people in Chelm, for Moti and for Pinchas. It's much more difficult for us when we think about it. So what is it that, um, and in fact, what the people in Chelm did as a result of the rabbi's response was that decided that both words were sacred, both sheket and shalom. And so in Chelm, they decided that their practice would be to put not one mezuzah, but two mezuzot on the doorposts, as only the people in Chelm would do. One for sheket and one for shalom. Now, the reason that that seemed plausible even for the people of Chelm is because the word in the Torah for mezuzah is in plural. Uchtaftem b'mezuzot, you shall put mezuzot on your doorposts. And it's the concern about responding like the people of Chelm by putting two mezuzot on the doors that no less a authority than Rashi said that mezuzot kativ that even though it's written in the Torah, the plural of mezuzot, you only need to put one on your doorposts. 
But the story raises some questions. What does the shin on the mezuzah really stand for? I heard somebody say it. Shaddai, right? The shin stands for Shaddai. The same word, by the way, when we wrap tefillin on our hands. Shaddai. Shaddai means God Almighty or God All-Powerful. Some say Shaddai should be vocalized differently with the shin as a prefix, in which case it would be recited Shaddai, meaning that that is die. What's die in Hebrew? Enough. From dayenu, it would have been enough. What does the, um, and, and the word die means enough or it means sufficient, meaning that the, the shin in that vocalization of shaddai actually stands for God's protection is enough. It's sufficient to have God's power watching over our home, this home. Now, the point of the story, if we pay careful attention, is that religious strife has the potential to cause conflict, and that conflict can ultimately leave, lead to disaster and to destruction. We know this. We've seen this throughout history. We must learn, therefore, to live in harmony. Otherwise, these symbols, these ritual symbols become meaningless. Religion is best when judged by its, the values that it encourages. And one of those values is getting involved, is not being a bystander to the events of our lives and to the world. And so although God is powerful enough to make peace, we can't sit back and just leave it to God to do so. We can't wait for the Messiah. Where there's contention and conflict, it's a mitzvah to get involved. How many of us know families, parents and children who do not speak to each other, where brothers and sisters refuse to see one another, where there's been argument and alienation going back in some cases so long nobody even remembers what the original argument was about. A bit later, um, or rather, we just announced the month of Elul, the month throughout which the shofar begins to be sounded in anticipation of Rosh Hashanah. Elul and Rosh Hashanah carry with them the themes of repentance, atonement, forgiveness. Perhaps it's that this time of year, especially, we should turn our attention to the shin on our mezuzot and see it as an encouragement to use our God-given power to create peace in our homes by quieting contention. And what about the sheket and the shalom of the larger world in which we live? All the conflicts that are coming to the fore between race and indigenous populations and people who are othered not to mention even the sheket and shalom, the challenges of the geopolitical circumstances, the dangers of the ongoing Russian-Ukrainian war, not only to the people directly involved, including many Jews who need to be rescued and saved, 
but also the impact that it has on global markets, on food shortages, and the increase not just of inflation, which might be really problematic for us here in the comfort of Toronto, um, but for those in other places around the world where the food shortages and inflation actually result in starvation and hunger. What is our responsibility? What kind of peace will there be in our homes if there's only quiet here in our homes and not quiet within the larger world in which we live? Is that what the shin on our doorpost is supposed to suggest to us? To be still, to say nothing, Sheket, go in and close the door? Or is it a reminder of Shaddai, a challenge to use the power of God's moral persuasion to pursue peace? A final thought. Another interpretation of the word Shaddai as it exists on our mezuzah is to treat it as an abbreviation or an acronym. Shin Dalid Yud, Shomer de la Tot Yisrael, the guardian of the doors, the gates of Israel. Now, I'm not suggesting, as others certainly do, that the mezuzah in some way, shape, or form is an amulet. That if you place it on your door, you create a godlike force field that protects you from danger and harm. We know that that's not the real world or our lived experience. And if that's not the case, then what is it that the mezuzah does provide us protection from? It protects us, I think, from insularity, from thinking that we can hide in our homes. It protects us from, getting, for, for, from forgetting who we are, our identity. As part of the Jewish people, we have a mission to make God's values live in our homes and in the world. And we have to remember those values when we go on our way and when we come back. That's why it's on our doorposts, so that when we enter our homes, we remind ourselves of the values that we should have in our homes. And when we exit our homes, we remind ourselves that those values don't just exist inside, they have to exist outside too. That our mission is to make God's values live in our homes and in the world. And we remember those values when we look inward and we remember when to meet them when we look beyond our own thresholds. And so where do we learn these values? We learn them ultimately here, reading Torah, sharing words of Torah, the very same words that are placed in the mezuzah on our doorposts. I wanna close with a reading from a book called 40 Things You Can Do to Save the Jewish People. It's written by Joel Lurie Grishaver. Number 22, if you're keeping count, number 22 of the 40 things you can do to save the Jewish people is to become a mezuzah kisser. Become a mezuzah kisser. Because if you become a mezuzah kisser, you create a moment for education. Your kids eventually will ask you, why are you doing that? Your friends will ask you, why are you doing that? And then you have an, an, a moment, an opportunity in order to teach the following. When we nail a mezuzah to the doorpost of our house, apartment, or condominium, we still want to protect the place where we live and show that it is a Jewish home. A Jewish house is a place where people have respect for all human beings. 
It is a place where human life is valued and where people believe in treating others with loving concern. It is a holy home, not just a noisy place where no one has feelings for anyone else. A mezuzah is a reminder that God is part of our family life. It teaches us that we, make, that we have to make our house into a Jewish home, creating and protecting the things it represents. This is a way of living Torah. It's no accident, then, that we celebrate mezuzot. I hope, Myla, that you get as a bat mitzvah present a mezuzah. And if you don't, let me know, because then I'm going to give you one. All right? And it's no accident that we give brides and grooms a mezuzah. Because this little box containing a little piece of parchment is probably one of the most important things we can do to take these values that we read from Torah today and to socialize them into our lives and into the lives of our society. We have a lot of work still to do, but we have thousands of years of instruction on how to do it. Shabbat Shalom.